Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option if you're doing fertility or IVF can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to viahemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I say? Look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. I'm having a hard time breathing already. He's out of breath, folks. Are you like a non-smoker, but you feel like a smoker all the time? Like if, like an elephant feels like it's sitting on my lungs 24-7. And I haven't had one cig in like a month and a half. It's a podcast. Hey! Podcast. Podcast. Don't make you say. Oh my God. She got the scoop. On pop culture news, Sarah thinks she's a smoker. I do. I really do. <laughs> I have so many neuroses. It's crazy. I've also realized, too, I have the opposite of a shopping addiction. I have a scrolling addiction. Do you have this? Like, I go on now to ASOS.com, onto Pinterest, and I scroll and scroll, and I never hit the buy button. And I think to myself, what's wrong with my... Like, I I don't know, because I'm like, is this going to look good? Should I talk to AJ first? And I'm like, just buy it. And and it's crazy. I have the opposite of shopping addiction. I I have fear of of purchase. You have fear of... You have FOPO. You fear of purchasing online. And it's almost like I don't realize that there's a return policy. Like, yeah, well, you know what? Fire away in order because you can always return. You can return, but it's a bitch and a half. It is a bitch and a half. And nobody wants to return online orders. It takes you years to get the refund. Of course. And then you have to keep checking back. Like, did I get the refund? Did I not? You're over there calling them like, hey, yeah, when is this going to hit the debit card account? (laughs) Uh no, no, no. Uh, see, I'm the opposite. I have no money to buy, so I just have a million Amazon tabs, Forever 21 tabs, Zara tabs, and never to buy. But you're humble bragging over there. You know what? You're like, look. No, I'm not. It's an anxiety <laughs> issue where I'm like, why can't I just hit purchase? You should. Yeah. You buy a lot of clothes from Amazon, by the way, because I, I have, I just saw, I just read like a BuzzFeed article. Yes. Speaking of BuzzFeed, we need to talk about your career at BuzzFeed. I like that you've been on BuzzFeed, what, two months? So we're just now mentioning it. Hey, BuzzFeed. <laughs> I know. Hey, AJ, what you doing? Well, my eye is fucked up, but I am on BuzzFeed. There's like some things going well in my life. I just read BuzzFeed's yeah. best fall finds from Amazon. And I'm like, I got to order something from Amazon clothing. That's so crazy. I saw that article too. It was like sponsored ads. And of course, yes. it like caught my attention. And I was like, why am I not working for the fashion department at BuzzFeed? I'm over here at the news <laughs> section. Although I'll take any job and any check that you want to throw at me. Okay. So by the way, people can now watch you, right? Yeah. Every single week on BuzzFeed. Yes. So my day is usually um, Fridays. 
So uh, every Friday around 12, 1, 2 o'clock, they release a new episode. It's called Did You See This? It's a fast-paced news show where they do funny, it's, it's basically comedians' take on the news and pop culture stories. Three comedians a day with one BuzzFeed news reporter, and we do the show together. I am so, I love this show. It's amazing. It's like ADD meets pop culture. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, it's texting. It's a pop-up of you. It's a pop-up of another chick. There's another dude. Are you guys even in the same room when you record this? Yeah, we do three. There's, so there are three parts to recording. First, you take a selfie video, and then we go into a voiceover podcast booth where we're all sitting together and we do the table read. It's actually really cool. I, I mean, I wish I could record more, but they do it so fast. Like, they get you in and out in an hour, like the whole like production of it. Wow. And then, of course, they stay there and they work the next morning to produce the show. And this is in Nueva York. In Nueva York. In, in La Oficina de BuzzFeed. Where's that located by? Are they in Midtown? Are they like East Side, West Side? They're like in Midtown below. There's one office. There's actually two offices, one on 118th. So that's the one that I go to. It's like BuzzFeed headquarters, but there's four floors. There's a wall of snacks. Like they have, it's like the Google offices. They try to make it. Yeah, but they don't want you to leave. Except for, I guess, yeah. they want you guys to leave. They, they want just- us to head the hell out the door. I was like, can I just have one snack? And they're like... Out the door. So I'm like, okay. Like, I, I try to like get lost. I'm like, Seems oh, like, I got lost. That's all the auditions in New York, really. Because like, the other one we've been to, too, they were like, there are the doors. <laughs> we were like, hey, we'll get back to you. There are the doors. I they, wonder how that network's shoved doing. us out. We never. <laughs> I wonder. Yeah, um, I wonder. We need gee, to go back. I wonder how that uh, little man is doing. He was squirrely. <laughs> I mean, you're watching be the next Mark Zuckerberg, I'm sure. I know. And we're like, oh, meantime, we knew him. Okay. He was a squirrel sash. I he mean, was a squirrel he sash. I love was how an odd duckling. You know how you perfectly categorize somebody? You immediately you walked out of there. You go, did he seem squirrely to you? <laughs> and I was like, wow, what a perfect word. I could not pin it any better than you. They were not into were two not. comedians from D.C. They were looking forward to the mom and daughter from Staten Island that were totally fucked up. That's what they were looking forward to. They couldn't wait to get him in. By the way, I mean, what? Like, we walked out of there. We're like, God, that was one of our best performances. <laughs> and the two other ones after us were like, what are those weirdos doing? And we're not talking bad about people. But we were trying to build ourselves up. And, you know, we had got the wrong idea there. Look, I knew it was bad news for us when we went in and the makeup artist was like, yeah, they just snagged one of my uh, girlfriends from the Mac counter and they love her. I'm like, OK, like, this is not They're not looking for actual professionals. Let's be honest. They want people who are fucking clueless. Yeah. Hey, she came back. We're like, oh, you're not a you're not a comedian or an actress or nope. <laughs> nope. I clean the brushes at the Mac counter and they want to give her a show. I was like, okay, we are this is All not right. our network. Maybe this is not for us. <laughs> yeah, but they get in and out. I'm telling you, New York works fast. LA, they're like, come back. LA tomorrow. they like you to linger, right? Yeah, they like you to linger, they like you to hang out. It's so true. We went to Infinity Studios. Yeah. They they literally had us there all, all Dude, day. Dude, I was like, hey, we actually have plans. Uh <laughs> Irene stuck around. Audrey yeah. No one had anything to do in Los Angeles. No urgency. I, I loved it. In like, New York, doors are locking. Gotta get you out. Man, they were chippity choppity. They were chopping us out. Well, so, I'm excited for your career. So so yeah. BuzzFeed every single week, mostly we're not sure, Thursday or Friday episode, right? Mostly, it's always going to be probably a Friday. I always record on Thursday, and then they, you know, produce it for the next day. So I should be on the Friday episodes. Got this it. whole I thing has really thrown me for a loop, and so you know, it's taken me. So now I've I've been off a couple of weeks. Um, I'll be back on next week. I'm so excited. So tune in for that. It's always on their BuzzFeed Facebook website. You're going to really have news. to move too. I, I think I'm going to have to push out of the nest. I think you've got to be there. You got to oh, be there. You got to be in New York. You know, the weird thing is... Well, mostly I want an excuse to try to leave, too. Okay, good. Because I have an apartment, and my brother and all my friends are like, so what the fuck are you doing? Like, no I one... Can, like I, I have an apartment. I just... Uh, no one stays in my little room. You haven't been there in three weeks, right? Four weeks. I, I didn't... I literally stayed there two nights out of September. You I know just how much threw your away my you. rent. My room... Oh, my God. You're She's, the dream She roommate. should just move into my... Honestly, just make my room a closet. I know. I, I'm really, like... I think about this, and I'm like, it's time. You, you've got to be there. But what I was going to say is I'm actually a little scared now. Before, I was, like, so gung-ho, and then I got there for a day, and then I had to come back. And I don't know. I feel so safe here. Like, really, I do. I know. Like, that's why it's time for me to push out of the nest. you got to uh, go. I you trash have to go. DC because all the time. Here's but... the thing. You are, you, you are going to be on SNL, but you have to, like, push yourself to play in the majors. And right. that's very right. scary. And the problem with the entertainment business is... One minute, like you saw when you were on the show, this, you know, uh, bring the funny. 
when you're hot and on a show, you get tons of auditions, all that stuff. Yes. But like if something doesn't pop, if something doesn't happen right then, then all that shit goes away and you start all over. And that is the entertainment business. So I've been on that wave. Like when I was on the Kane show, there was like endless opportunities. We were number one. They were syndicating us. Like it was just like all kinds of momentum. Then you right. leave and you're like, nobody's oh calling you. Right. The phone has stopped ringing. Phone has dad up. Yes. Okay. <laughs> And I'm like, who paid for the bill? We're, we're all good here, right? Like, it's still working, right? It must be. And that's why you are such a hustler. You just have to be there because, like, you're so talented. So many things are going to pop. But, like, you've got to linger around BuzzFeed and be like, oh, is there another show? Can I write? Like, just annoy them. Yeah. yeah. And and that's the feel like I I feel like a little bit like I, I'm holding you back because I love you so much. And I know we oh. have great chemistry and everything. Right. But I also, like, want to push you out of the nest. And, yeah. Because I, I don't want you to lose that momentum because I know what... It gets like a little scary. It does get scary. And they always say if you're scared, you're doing it right. Like you should be scared of, to yeah. follow your dreams because it should excite you. But uh, it's scary, y'all. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> Did I not mention that I'm scared? Like, hello? Like, uh, I'm shaking in my fucking boots. <laughs> I cannot. You're so, gonna be so good, but you, yeah, you have to. You have you just to gotta there, go out there, and you right. have to go network, and you have to go out with people, and you've got to go to every party, and like yeah. that's where you're gonna meet every single person. You know, Heather McMahon, every person, and then you'll be like on SNL. Heather McMahon, if you're watching, <laughs> um, I love you, and uh, I see us being great friends, drinking Aperol spritz, what have you, eating charcuterie boards. But let's talk about what's going on in. Miss Frazier's, Mrs. Frazier's life. <laughs> We're switching gears. I'm only switching because we have a sign here and it's very important. Get me pregnant. Okay, well, today we have a good show. So so Dr. Shelby, who has been on this show before. We love she, her. We love her. She, remember the last time she was on, she did the menstrual show and told us all the best period products. That was such a, an enriching show. People love that show. Yes. So she's back today and she's going to tell us how to get preggers. Okay. And this show is super, super enlightening. All right. I want her to answer like the number. So people have sent me everything. I need like an Ava bracelet. Apparently you wear that at night. It tracks your fertility. What? Um, people have given me, sent me videos. I've been watching videos, how to have a daughter, what positions. You only <laughs> drink champagne, you only eat chicken, and you have missionary. Like, I have been doing all these things, okay? So I want to know if these are if these have any truth to them. Plus, here's my thing, too. How many, like, people, how often is it the guy's sperm? Like, I want to know when, it, when you know it's the dude's. Because I'm like, does Dan need to be checked? How do I know that Dan's, you know, guys work? I don't know that. That's true. Thank you. It's not like he's, you know... Had any scares? Let me just tell you this. I mean, the man is like, okay, let me just say, like, shoot or shoot, but then they've got to be at the range, and he's like rarely got to be out there at the range, and kind of practicing. Like, he hasn't been at the range all that many times. He hasn't really touched that many guns either. (laughs) (laughs) He really hasn't. So, like, at what point does you know shooter need to get those uh, those guys checked? We've got to check his aim. We don't even know what he looks like with the with the soundproof headphones. Like we gotta, we gotta, we need all that info. I can tell you right now. Is that <laughs> yeah. working? I don't know. I mean, so I have so many questions for. What if you have HPV? What if you have fibroids? Like, and then at what point should you go back to the doctor? Our doctor says you don't get pregnant in six months. Come back. Is that too long? When do you take fertility? Should you freeze your eggs? Okay, already I've got a thousand questions. Already? It's a million well, questions. Well, when you went back, you have a good relationship with your gyno, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, she's great. I've had her for years. Yeah, so that's good. So I'm sure you've got tested for all that stuff. And then, the, yeah, the Shmano. Shmano's got to, like, we got to figure that out. I've been on all the tests already. I've had all this genetic testing. I've had, yeah. Look, the government has so many strands of my, you know, genesis. Like, it is crazy. <laughs> I mean, I went for genetic testing at Georgetown. You know they're harboring all that shit for some research. Oh, yeah. When our world ends, they're reproducing Sarah Fraser. And they claim that they needed to do more genetic testing to me like that a month or two fishy. ago. Okay, thank you. That like, seems a little, yeah. Yeah, they were like, oh, you know, we've got to check for any sort of underlying blood diseases, yada, yada, yada for this kid. I would be a little scared about that. Now, have you have ever had any uh, scares? College. Pregnancy scares? You know, at your all-girls um, academy, college. <laughs> no, I really haven't. Been any scares there? No, in the past few no, years. No, I mean, you know, I make fun of Schman, but like like our listener said, you know, our <laughs> sex lives are pathetic on this show. She tunes in and she's like, you guys have never had enough sex. 
The both of you, honestly, yeah, she was she was feeling for us. She's like, I've fucked everything under the sun, and you guys are lagging. Yeah, at Park Potomac, everyone came up to us. They gave us our number. They're like, 60, 100. What about you and AJ? What's your body count? I'm like, mm, I'd rather not share. <laughs> I go 35. <laughs> Over under three. Yeah. <laughs> no, I... Three? Oh my God, you got it. Like, no, I'm, I'm you're actually have so probably... much more sex in New York. You and Iggy have to have a don't ask, don't tell your. You've got to. I suggest, okay, I like it better because when you say, like, let's take a break, I think don't ask, don't tell sounds a little bit more yeah. scary. Yeah, don't ask, don't and tell fun. unless it itches. And then, <laughs> then you've got to, like, tell. But, like, who cares? Unless your pulled spot starts heading down south. And then we know there's a problem, <laughs> Schmigs. Okay. <laughs> and we'll ask some questions. So anyway, we're going to have Dr. Shelby on. Um, Can't wait. Let's thank a couple of our sponsors. I want to thank them for sure. Uh, by the way, Monique Samuels, um, AJ and I are both going yes. to her live podcast show. It's this Saturday, October 12th, Columbus Day weekend at City Winery in Washington, D.C. Notforlazymoms.com is the website. You can get tickets. Karen Huger, of course, you know her from Real Housewives of Potomac. She's one of the special guests. Poet from WPGC will be there. You can get VIP tickets, regular admission tickets as low as $15. Not for lazymoms.com. We love Monique Samuel. She's one of our faves from the show. Um, and this is actually an ongoing brunch series. I think this is so smart. I, I think this is genius, actually. Like, because well, a lot of the shows are later on. Yeah. No one's really doing the brunch. The brunch show is genius. So you can now go, doors open at 11 a.m. this Saturday. And then, uh, boom, we'll be there as well. And then the show actually starts at 1230. Also, at noontime, they have um, a VIP meet and greet section. So if you're a part of that, you're all set. Uh, Alex Newwin from State Farm Insurance. Alex and On are a husband and wife team that take care of all your insurance needs from life insurance, auto and home, renters, condo. And they also offer financial service consultations that cover budgeting and retirement planning. We did it. All their consultations are completely free. They have a complimentary consultation, which Dan and I took, in which Alex and On sit down and review a prospective uh, client, you, your financial and insurance portfolio, to help recommend the best ways to fill in the gaps. They have three locations, one in Alexandria, Arlington, and Annandale, but they service all of the DMV. You can go to alwayson.com, A-L-W-A-Y-S-A-N-A-E, anh.com or you can call them at 703-462-8700 love them dan and i both are getting life insurance as we're thinking about starting a family so it's so important aj you've got Joybird for us right Yes, you guys, we love Joybird. Uh, it is the time to relax. It's almost the Christmas season. You got a family's coming over for Thanksgiving. You got to make sure your house is looking right. Looking right. Looking right. And you can do that right from your home, whether you're throwing a backyard, I don't know, Halloween party Ooh, or something. Yeah. Okay. You got to go to joybird.com, order all your new look pieces. And actually right now they have a semi-annual sale. So a lot of things are, I'm going to throw the, right, this up on uh, on our YouTube. Uh, everything is 30% off. That's a part of the semi-annual Ooh. sale. So head on over, you get extra savings. Turn your ideas into reality with hundreds of styles and options. If you want a sofa, an aquatic blue, or indigo, they've got all your statement pieces ready for you. Love seat in the hottest red and inviting coral. Even bubblegum pink. Uh, if you can dream it and think of it, Joybird can make it a reality. Joybird offers a range of kid and pet friendly upholstery options so that your creations can stand the test of time. If you got damn cats, they'd be scratching. <laughs> uh, well, you're good to go because these are going to stand the test of time. Each Joybird piece is made by hand with care and precision using high quality hardwood and responsibly sourced materials to fit your exact specifications. Limited lifetime warranty included. Sit on it, sleep on it, and break it in. If you don't love your Joybird, return it. There's a hassle-free in-home delivery. Love that because I'm lazy and I don't want to be unpacking my furniture. They'll even remove all the packing materials for you. Free returns within two weeks of delivery. Here's what you got to do. See how Joybird can help you design your dream space. Make furniture your own at joybird.com slash phrase 25. Okay. Create the furniture that brings you joy today at joybird.com slash phrase 25. F-R-A-S-E 25. Again, joybird.com phrase 25. Receive an exclusive offer for 20 25% off your first order by using the code phrase 25. Don't forget, you got to go right now. It's 30% off extra for their semi-annual sale. Joybird.com slash phrase 25. Love you. Love you. Uh, lastly, this, um, before we go to Monique Samuel's live podcast show, this Friday night, we are doing an Invisalign and a smile party at True Orthodontics in Fairfax. Someone is walking away with a free Invisalign treatment that night. Doors open at 530. It's a $6,000 value. 
So if you have been thinking about getting Invisalign, uh, just show up on Friday night, hang around, and boom, you could be winning. Um, This is happening in Fairfax at the True Orthodontics location. It's exclusive mocktail social with myself and, of course, all the Hayfresh fans. October 11th, each guest will receive an extra special Invisalign savings of $500. That's on top of the Hayfresh $1,000 discount that you already get with True Orthodontics. So join us at True Orthodontics. They're at 30 3903 Fair Ridge Drive, suite number 215 in Fairfax this Friday night. So if you just show up, you get you get $1,500 off braces or Invisalign. So if you have kids that need it, come on out. And then someone's walking away with free Invisalign totally. It's going to be a huge night. If you want more information, eventbrite.com. And you can just search True, which is T-R-U, trueorthodontics.us. How ironic. I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Dr. John Delani Show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Dr. John's podcast because he was doing the topic of are youth travel sports ruining families? Well, Dr. John Delani has over 20 years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delani walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions. And this is actually something that I really enjoy about his show. It's caller driven. I feel like I'm going to have to get a collar-driven show, Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delani Show wherever you get your podcast, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delani Podcast. Enjoy. Do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious You Natural Conception for her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavor. Oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. Go and read them for yourself. And they're famous for their Conception for Her and Conception for Him formula, which Schman, my hubby, has been taking for over a month because it takes two to tango. Conception for Her Fertility Aid is a well-researched baby. They have ingredients like ashkawanda, zinc, magnesium that can help you on that journey to have a healthy baby. So what are you waiting for? Go and order now. You're going to love it, and I want to hear from you. Check out You Natural on Amazon and use code FRASER20 for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon, or follow the link on our website for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle with the promo code Frasier 20. That's F-R-A-S-E-R. The number's two zero. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of the Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it up into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. Want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 minutes. Guys, if you are a busy mom like I am, KJ now just started swim lessons. And on the night that he has swim lessons, we're not home until six. I'm trying to make dinner, trying to get him rested and down for bedtime. When I see that number 12, and I know in 12 minutes I can have a healthy meal, I'm turned on. All right? (laughs) You will be too. Hungry Roots website, so easy to use as well. You just go, you can type in a type of cuisine or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, or you're a meat lover. Right now, get 40% off. My listeners are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. I did want to tell you, um, update you on the story of, remember that, you know, we, we were obsessed with this story, uh, Natalie, the girl who, um, 
you know, was adopted by the family. Oh, orphan from hell. Yes. Orphan from hell. Right. So so BuzzFeed, ironically, now where AJ works, did a real breakdown of everything you need to know about the bizarre case of the Ukrainian orphan who may actually be an adult. So the family goes back to court. Remember the two parents that were like arrested for abandonment of Natalie? Yes. Yes. They had their mug shots. Yeah. Okay, so in November, this case, um, we could find out more details about Natalie's actual age. Because as of now, there's a dispute if Natalie is 30 or 16. Okay? We don't know. There's still no... (laughs) That's a big difference. That's a big... That is a huge span of life. She's either, like, a teenager or, like, already off her parents' insurance. And this is the interesting twist of event. So the man's family in Indiana, who are uber-religious, apparently adopted her. Well, interestingly enough, over the past year, they actually withdrew the adoption of Natalie. But Natalie does still live with them. They did not respond to BuzzFeed's news request for an interview and have not spoken to the outlet at all. Okay, Uh, an attorney who was appointed to the Guardian ad uh, litem, a court appointed attorney working in the best interest of the child when the man's family petitioned to become Natalie's legal guardian in 2016, told BuzzFeed News that while working on the guardianship case, it was quickly apparent that she had uh, to become involved in the separate case involving Natalie's age. Okay, Um, because this dispute keeps on going. So the next court date for them um, will be in November, November 11th. We may actually be able to find out when, um, in fact, or if Natalie's real age will be revealed. So that's sort of the update, because as of now, nothing. It's so just, they've done testings, like, on her bones and, like, Right, but none of that has been revealed because it's still sealed and the pretrial is happening November 11th and the jury trial is on January 28th if these parents really abandon her or if, in fact, she's been lying about her age. Okay, and she's nowhere to be found or can they, like, wh- what is she doing now? No, well, she lives with this family in Indiana in the man's family in Indiana is their names, okay? This is a new family. Right, and apparently they tried to adopt her within the past, like, 18 right, months right. but then okay. withdrew their petition, to, okay. to adopters, but she still lives with them. So okay. I'm flustered. Yeah, there's so many new families and details of this story. It's really good. But if, if you're still confused as to why Natalie's real age has not been revealed, it's because the court case is coming up. So we probably will learn her real age, but the bone testing and everything has not been revealed publicly as court records remain sealed, which is why we're still confused about this. Hmm. If you need a reporter on this, uh, I'll head over to the court. <laughs> you have to. Oh, my God. If you did this one, are you kidding? Uh, Christine Barnett, who you know is and Michael Barnett, the original parents who adopted Natalie, say they are looking forward to their day in court. I bet. I bet. I like, bet. Get me on the stand. I want to talk about this little yeah. devil child just putting bleach in our coffee. Uh, At one point, a judge did order her birth year changed from 2003 to 1989 on her birth certificate, putting her at the age of 22. So if you were 89, now now you'd be like almost 30, right? 99, 2009, yeah, you'd be 30. So there's still dispute. Is her birth age 2003 or 1989? 1989. (laughs) And at one point, a judge had issued that she was 1989. So she'd be 30 years old, y'all. That's a grown-ass woman. Grown-ass woman. Grown, yes. But you know what they're probably going to do is just call her insane and just say she's like not in the right mind and all that stuff was. She's going to do that. She's you like, think? That's got, what, how else <laughs> could you be her defense lawyer? I'd be like, she's crazy, y'all. Look at her. She's nuts. That would be my go-to. <laughs> You're welcome for the for the lawyer tips. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. Y'all are bad shit. Anyway, there's your update. I, I'm, I'm fascinated by following that story because it's just so out there. Uh, before we get Dr. Shelby on, though, Nikki Glazer, you watched the special. A lot of people watching Nikki Glazer's new special on uh, Netflix. And I want to talk to Alyssa. Alyssa has a friend. Um, oh. Their son is just, oh, my God, they need your prayer. So I, I want to talk to Alyssa, too. But really quick, you and I both watched Nikki Glazer's special. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, wait, now, OK, I stopped after like 20 minutes. Like I watched all the blowjob stuff, like her learning to give a blowjob. And uh-huh. I was really happy because she said at first she blew on it. And was hoping that was all it was. But then, of course, you realize that that's not how you do a blowjob. Yeah. My only thoughts on love Nikki Glazer. If you guys want to see her November 22nd, she'll be at DC Improv. Your girl's going to be there. Um, But she goes on for an hour. It's just strictly sex sex talk. Dicks, sex, um, how to come. She talks about how come is disgusting. It's like a mucusy (laughs) substance. Like she gets into it, y'all. I mean, and then kind of the end, she ends it with like, is this what feminism is? Just like kind of just like talking about how disgusting it is and how blowjobs suck. I don't know. For the first 10 minutes, I was like, is she going to talk 
about anything sex else. For, yeah, I understand that the whole thing is called what? What this the special is called? Uh, banging, banging. Nikki Glazer banging. So you're thinking? I was. I, I didn't realize. Usually, you pick one, you know, one thing from a special and make it the name. Like mine's going to be called Two Sombreros. Yes, it should be. You know what I mean? It should be. Mine's going to be, eye. don't shoot me low. Because nothing drives <laughs> me fucking bonkers. Ba- like, do you know how many people get low in their camera shots? Like, I'm like, why are you getting low to get me at my widest? Get me here, up, up. top, and only the bust up, okay? How many times do people go, oh, okay, click, click, click. No, don't like shoot my head me low. shut off. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Shoot me goddamn high. And then the whole special, I'll be high. Okay, probably not. Bring it on. No, (laughs) No, I'm here for it. You better write that in paper because I want it to be true. So it's just basically an hour long of Nikki Glaser talking about sex. And I think it's liberating. I think it's awesome. I don't think a woman has actually. I mean, it's it's admirable for me to see somebody talk one thing for an hour, like just, you know, give her a topic. But I feel like people engaged. That's pretty amazing. And keep people engaged. But it's unfortunate that she had to use like sex and drugs to make it. To be like a crutch. Like a lot of you you hear. Do you think it was? Do you think it was? Or do you think it's genius? Because now that you say that, I guess, you know, you don't. Dave Chappelle goes on from topic to topic. Uh, Whitney Cummings. I watched uh-huh. her special. Different different topics. And I enjoyed that because who can make a robot? You know, well, you got to watch Whitney Cummings. But but I see what you're saying. Go. So on. then I'm wondering, like, maybe that's the genius of Glazer. Of like that she can do an hour. And I haven't seen anything from Amy Schumer recently. I want to say I watched her special. That was pretty good, I think. I yeah I don't know it's 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 however you want to I mean you after were like the kind of minutes, grossed after after a while you're like I don't need all this detail no I loved it because <laughs> I did but after 10 minutes I was like is this is this all that are we gonna did you watch it with your parents no with Schmigs oh good okay good he's like I don't know why you're saying this is weird like this is fucking hilarious I was like okay Schmigs with the okay <laughs> um uh, uh, okay you okay, Schmigs, you gonna tell us about when you got your first blowjob? Yeah, okay. <laughs> it was actually really it, it hit home for a lot of me because she like talked about like start like giving a blowjob, like what it is. But you guys should watch it. I mean, it, it's really interesting to me how she talked about sex for an hour. You you finish it, you're like, we're we're still on this, but still right. laughing. I gotta okay, I gotta watch then. It was funny. She's like, uh, it's always funny when guys like ask me if I'm taking like the morning after pill. Like, bitch. <laughs> It's really cute that you think I would even keep your baby like full term. It's funny to me. Like you're a hideous person. I would never. That was like my favorite part. <laughs> like it's just like you sleep with a Chad and he's like you should definitely take like Plan B and she's like <laughs> I would abort your baby anyways. So there's like no question. <laughs> We've seen it too often and then when a guy comes in your mouth and he, his bathroom is shared with like three other roommates so you walk outside all the roommates are there and you're yes. like oh my god, hi guys. <laughs> That was really funny. I did see that part. Loved that. Um, All right. Well, uh, we're going to switch total gears here uh, to uh, Alyssa, our intern, who we love. Um, And and then we'll get Dr. Shelby on. And if you have any questions for Dr. Shelby, uh, you need to follow Dr. Shelby on Instagram. You can hit her up there. You can drop a question on our YouTube channel, which is at HeyFrage. Be sure to tell somebody about the show, too, about the podcast that has never heard of us. We love when you guys share it. Um, Alyssa, tell us about your friend. Their little boy is going through a terrible health situation. They have a GoFundMe up. We want to be able to help you guys. So tell me a little bit about it. So it's actually my friend Cassandra's nephew. He's only 10 years old. Um, His family brought him in to see a doctor sometime last week. They thought he had a really bad like cold or some type of sinus infection. So they were getting him some antibiotics for it. And they ended up um, receiving a diagnosis of stage four rhabdomyosarcoma, which is a uh, soft tissue cancer. And it's it's apparently pretty rare um, and very difficult to treat. So they started a GoFundMe uh, for $75,000. And again, this is just last week, about five days ago. They've already raised upwards of $60,000. This is amazing. Amazing. It's doing really well. But of course, they need all the support that they can get. A lot of there's been a lot of support on Instagram. They started their own Instagram page. It's uh, Shailen Strong, S-H-A-L-I-N Strong, S-T-R-O-N-G. So, yeah, they're just really needing all the love and the prayers. And of course, you know, the financial support that they can get. He's so so cute. Does he like to dance? Yes, he's a little dancer and he is so talented oh my gosh i wish i really even had an ounce of his talent growing up i probably ma- would have made the redskins cheerleaders have that <laughs> you'd be such I a hot redskins cheerleader Thank we need you. to audition again because you're there yeah Thank you, you really do need to audition again 
Thank, thank you, guys. Plus, I they should definitely take you. I mean, they need. They also need any help they can get. Oh my God. Like they're, they're up to sixty nine thousand. Oh, yeah. wow. They're going to hit their yeah, goal easy. Yeah, no, for sure. Wow, what a sweetheart. What is his prognosis? Or they don't really know yet. He's just started his surgery and treatments. Mm-hmm. He's just That's starting so his much. treatments. Yeah, for and a I just guy. and he has two younger siblings. He's the oldest, and you just. See, I always see these um, Instagram videos of him and his like little siblings, and they just you can tell they look up to him so much. Yeah. So it must be just really. I can't even imagine. And what they the need the money through. because I mean, when you do things like this, like you have to take time off work. The parents right. do. I mean, your insurance only covers so much. Plus, like the cost of staying. Is he getting treated at Children's? Do you know where he's getting treated? I. I I did know it's somewhere in Virginia. Okay. It is somewhere in Virginia, but I can't remember the name of the hospital specifically. Well, Nicholas's fight, we are totally praying for him. You've been great about putting it on our Instagram at HeyFrage on the IG story. So swipe up and donate if you can, and he will be in our prayers. You. Yes, you got it. Uh, all right, Dr. Shelby is on right now. It's all about how to get pregnant. All of your pregnancy questions answered. So many of you guys have been hitting me up telling me how to get pregnant, how to have a little girl, how to have a little boy. Ultimately, I just want to have a healthy child. Um, but here we go with Dr. Shelby. Dr. Shelby, you're here on yes. the podcast. You're back. Yes. It is the Get Preggers edition. All right. We got a lot of people out there trying to get pregnant. We have a lot of people trying to get pregnant and a ton of myths. And, you know, I'm trying to have a daughter. Right, so okay. I have been um, on all the YouTube videos where you're supposed to only have missionary. <laughs> um, you can only drink champagne. <laughs> right. And a lot of so chicken breast. <laughs> Like it turns out to be a girl because it's just like oh she, you only drink champagne. Um, so we want I want all your advice today. Like okay. how do you get, first of all let's talk about how you get pregnant and then we'll get into it, you know can you actually control the sex of your kid because okay. there's all kinds of like methods out there. Yes, and I found myself watching some people on YouTube and I was like these people have zero qualifications. No, no credibility, but like <laughs> a million followers. So why not? None. Um, all right. Well, I've been pretty open. You know, Dan and I just got married a yep. little over a month ago. So we want to at least have one kid. Okay. Um, well, I, I, I need to take it one at a time because I'm not very maternal. Like you have two boys. Yeah. Were you maternal I, before? Um, no, but then I became maternal. Really? And I thought that it wasn't it wasn't going to come naturally and I still don't think it comes naturally but other people tell me like oh wow you really became so maternal <laughs> and I'm like are you sure you're talking about the right person did your because my family is like there's no way that you're gonna have a kid they're like I just don't see you with a child did your family ever say that to you um no they didn't but I have two older brothers and so I think they were kind of shocked like oh weird like my sister is a mom now <laughs> But um, I think they got over that by like baby number two. Um, All right. Well, let's start with this. What are some of the big things? Yes, because putting this out there, there are a lot of people that had either been trying for like years, up to like a year, um, people that are currently trying. And definitely, it seems like sometimes from my social media that it's very difficult to get pregnant. Yeah. And isn't that so weird? Because like you spend your whole life being like, oh, I don't want to get pregnant. And then now when you're trying to get pregnant, you can't get pregnant. Um, so I could, that kind of makes me sad. Like I feel for that when the situation right. they're like trying and trying and it's hard. Um, but it's not that easy. It's not like just boom, you try and you're done. It's, it is a little bit of a science. So um, I would say kind of the two or three main things that I want people to know or take away if they are trying to get pregnant. Some of them are duh. But first, like you shouldn't be on birth control and you need to get off of that, but then also give your body a little bit of time after being on birth control. Okay. Like you, you, there are going to be what we call anovulatory or cycles where you're not ovulating or time from when you stop the birth control pill to when your body goes back to normal, that your hormones are getting back to normal, that your um, ovaries are changing in size. So don't expect that you got off the pill in January, like February, you should be pregnant. Don't be disheartened by that. All right. And how long does it usually take? Or is it you know, everybody's body is different to kind of correct those hormones. Because I've heard that a lot. People, and I will get into it, but like I have family members that don't vaccinate, that believe in all natural birth, that don't believe in birth control at all, like any birth control pills. Okay. So how much of that is true? Like, do you, does taking birth control affect your fertility? Because I feel like that's been a myth that people have thrown around to me. Like, ooh, have you been on a lot of birth control? It doesn't affect your fertility in the long term. um, And we, we know that. In the short term, meaning after you come off of it, in some cases it can you can have a delay in the time frame that you go back to having normal cycles. Now, that being said, sometimes people have been on birth control for years and years, right? Right. And they were put on the birth control because their periods were irregular. Right. So 
when your periods are irregular, you might already have an underlying thing going on. And then for years and years, you were getting these sort of fake periods by taking the birth control pill. And so they think, well, my goodness, I was on birth control for years, and this is what caused the problem. But no, actually, you might have had that thing going on beforehand, right? So something like a polycystic ovarian syndrome, you might have read that, like PCOS, which is yeah. where some women have irregular periods, or um, with situations where they're skipping their period or something like that. So The long and short of it is birth control in and of itself isn't going to affect your fertility, but what it might be doing is masking an underlying problem. And then number two, when you come off of it, you got to give your body time to bounce back. Okay, gotcha. Um, So let's talk about regular periods because regular periods seem to be like the key, I guess, to to pregnancy. So tell me about why regular periods are so important. And then I feel like it is disheartening for a lot of women. Like what do you do if you – maybe you've been off birth control for a year or two, but you still don't have regular periods. Yeah. Um, So it is important to have regular periods in that it increases your chance of becoming pregnant because a regular period – indicates like if you're having a cycle every month, more than likely you're ovulating as well, right? And so that's a time where your body's going to release that egg. So that's a time where your body's going to release that egg, right? And so if you have regular cycles, theoretically you have more chances to get pregnant because you're ovulating more. Right. Let's say that you're somebody who has irregular cycles and you say, you know what, Dr. Shilpi, I have a period every three months. You might have a period every three months and you still might be ovulating, but think about it. If you're only having a period every three months and you ovulate every three months, that only gives you three or four times per year to potentially get pregnant. Wow. Yeah, that really shortens your window. Exactly. So number one, having the regular periods. The other thing is that making sure that that you're actually having sex or having intercourse at the right time. That's another key to getting pregnant that like there's all these crazy myths out there and there's all these like expensive fertility tests you can buy and sometimes people buy all of them and they still get it wrong. Really? Yes. And I feel bad, but I'm like, no one told you that's not the right time. Okay. Well, there's another thing. So, all right. For people, you know, if you are having regular periods, you're trying to get pregnant. All right. How often, once you know that you're ovulating and some of the other things, all right, this is crazy. This is how very little I knew about my body, but I didn't realize that like the mucus kind of release that you have is yes. like a sign that you're ovulating. Yeah. That's one of the biggest things. And that is actually no the thing that the cervical mucus is such a big deal. That is one way that you can tell that your body is very fertile. And that is sometimes the difference between getting pregnant and not because the mucus is what helps the sperm to meet the egg. The mucus is what helps to get rid of the bad sperm and the mucus is what helps to kind of facilitate that whole process. Okay. So what if you're a woman, I mean, it, it like I didn't even, it's, it's so insane. I had no idea that's what that meant. Mm-hmm. Um, what if you are a woman, does it mean that you're not fertile if you're not seeing like a mucus discharge every month? It doesn't mean that you're not fertile, but I think it makes it a little bit harder to just rely on natural prediction to try to get pregnant. So Mm. you might have to look at some other signs. Um, I know there's thoughts on charting your body temperature. Yeah, yeah, I want to know your thoughts on that. Like your cycle length, Um, and that's the other thing. Not everyone has these like 28 day cycles, right? So back to your thing about what if you're a woman that just isn't getting pregnant, haven't had real regular periods for years and years, that's when you got to see your doctor. Um, and hopefully you don't wait too long. I think there was this old myth of if you're under 35 and you haven't had a baby in a year, go to your doctor. If you're over 35, it's been six months, go to your doctor. I disagree with that 2,000%. Really? I okay. I think you should go to your doctor even when you are not even thinking about getting pregnant if you have irregular periods because – I have women in my office that are undergrads, right, like young students. But if they have irregular periods, it's really important for me to tell them, hey, you're not thinking about getting pregnant right now, but and I don't want you to worry about your fertility because maybe right now you're not trying to get pregnant, but you do have to think about this and don't hesitate or don't wait. Don't wait on it. Yeah. Um, Okay, because I I went to see my OBGYN probably about like two months ago in anticipation that after we got married, maybe even longer ago now, but anyway, that we wanted to start having a family. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, doing that, she basically said that, you know, if you don't get pregnant within six months, you need to come back and see me. Is that the standard? Or you Um, you think what? Try three months and then go see your... Well, I think because you already saw her and maybe she did some testing or she talked to you about your cycles and you kind of fit the picture of potentially not having any hangups, I think maybe she gave you that six-month time frame. Okay. And I think if there's women that have other complications, like, hey, I've had irregular periods my whole life, 
I've been trying for two, three months, I think they're going to be less likely to say, come back in six months if you've really? been pregnant. You know, they're going to do some testing for you, check your hormone levels, check your follicle reserve, all of that stuff. So bottom line is that you should be seeing the doctor sooner than what I think most people think. Really? Yeah. Um, okay, and then when I went, they also had said, you know, they talked to me about regular periods, and then um, basically you talk about having sex. Right. How often are you supposed to have sex? Multiple times a day, once a day, every other day. I hear like, and I, everything, right? Every, everyone says, everyone has different theories. Everybody has a different theory. I truly believe scientifically that um, it's not necessarily the amount of times that you are having sex or the amount of times that a couple is trying to conceive, it's the time frame. So what basically what that means is, let's say that you're going to ovulate tomorrow. Okay. At this point, you should already, have, and you're trying to get pregnant, if you wait until the ovulation day, you're too late. Okay? Okay. So what you need to really be doing is saying, okay, five days before I think I'm going to ovulate, I need to start planning and trying to have sex then with my partner because then and then yeah if you want to try every day fine if you want to try every other day fine if you want to try three times a day and you have that kind of time fine but um (laughs) the truth is it's just more about having the sperm and the egg meet at the right time and so if if you don't if you try too late i.e you've already ovulated and the egg is already there the sperm might come in too late and miss that window of fertilization. Because so, the sperm, like, it, it will kind of basically hang out in there, it right? Will. It's kind of like hanging out where, in your vagina for a couple days. Exactly, and that's where the cervical mucus comes in, is that is one of its main goals, is to help to hold on to those little spermy guys and oh, say, hey, that's why. we're hanging out, we're waiting for this egg, and then they fertilize. Um, yeah. Insane. I know, it's insane. It's crazy, the miracle of life. It it's science, like, right? It's like a freaking it's so, miracle. It's, it's crazy. All right, talk to me about trackers. You kind of mentioned it a little bit. We obviously, we got married in the Catholic Church, so we had to go through Catholic classes. And one of the big things that they pushed was um, natural family planning, okay. um, which seems very dangerous, essentially. And if you're not trying to get pregnant. Yeah, if, you're, yeah. if you're not trying to get pregnant, yeah. it seems like it probably won't work. But anyway, they, they have like a Catholic uh, tracker app. So, you know, I have been using it because I was like, all right, you know what? Let's see if this actually yeah. works. Take my temperature. See if I can. I've never really paid attention to my ovulation. Yep. Mm-hmm. So any trackers that you actually recommend for people, do they work? And then I want to ask you about the Ava bracelet because a lot yes. of people have hit me up about that. Okay. Um, so trackers, I think just your regular period tracker, like I use um, an app on my phone or just kind of track my period. I tell, I think there's one literally called like period tracker. Okay. Um, and that will help you because it, it looks at your cycles and it can kind of tell you, Sarah, you have 28 day cycles, so you're more likely to ovulate on day 13 or day 15 and you have that data. So I don't think there's any specific one that I recommend but you should be using something to track your periods that's not just like your calendar. Gotcha. Because you want something to be predicting the actual cycle length. Okay. Um, the one I use is like f- called Flow. Flow. Okay. Yeah. Um, FLO. And then um, the Ava bracelet. Okay. Tell so me the about Ava the Ava bracelet. bracelet is so interesting. Tell me what it is. I don't even know what it is, but people yeah. were like, you need the Ava bracelet. And then, you know, of course, ever since I put my story out there, I get things like, oh, my girlfriend used the Ava bracelet. She got pregnant the first time. Yeah. It's about 200 or $300, I think. It is expensive. Um, I think what the Ava bracelet does is it kind of does a lot of the work for you. So it does, you don't have to do the tracking of like your body temperature. You don't need to do the tracking of your um, like cycle lengths. Um, and it looks at a couple of other parameters. And they actually have done a research study on using it and you you wear it at night and then in yeah. the morning it tells you like this is your fertile day um or you should start having sex now and it checks on things like um i believe some hormone levels or like your um surges and hormones so i think that um I don't think it's a bad product. Okay. I think that it makes a lot of sense and it it comes from science which i like. I don't, I'm not surprised by the fact that it's saying, like, it's very successful because, like, yeah, it's doing everything that you could be doing kind of yourself for maybe less expensive. Um, the one thing I will say that I don't love about it is that it's a little gimmicky and that, like, it kind of provides false hope that it's, like, I'm going to wear this bracelet and then if I do everything it says, I'm going to get pregnant. And that's not always the case, yeah. you know. So um, I would say if you're not the type of person to, like, measure your temperature, check your cervical mucus, track your periods, and you're just, like, 
forget that. I want a bracelet. Like, fine. Take, you know, try it. Get the bracelet. But um, if you are or if you just have regular periods, I don't think you need it. Um, all right. So what about this? I think because this is interesting. You know, we talk about like women should go sooner rather than later. Be talking to your yeah. OBGYN about mm-hmm. your fertility. Um, you know, if there, especially if there is something wrong, like if you've had any... Um, you know, irregular periods in the past, I'm sure. Um, and I hear a lot of friends and I have a lot of girlfriends that either have HPV or endometriosis. Okay. Um, how does that play into it? Um, so if they have HPV, they should definitely be getting their paps, right? Because, okay. Or they may know that because they're getting their pap smears, which is a cervical cancer screening test. Um, when you're less than 30, HPV often can clear from the body. But when you're Really? and older, we get a little bit more worried about HPV, particularly the higher strains, because those are the things that could lead to cervical cancer. So as it relates to pregnancy, I think the most important thing is having an up-to-date pap. Because if you're pregnant and then you haven't had a pap in five years and you find out, hey, I have some crazy changes in my cervix, you don't want to be pregnant and having to go through procedures that you could have potentially prevented oh. by getting a pap beforehand. God, so yeah. that's why I think those regular GYN exams are so important and not um, kind of skipping out on those. She's like, well, I don't, I'm not trying to get pregnant right now at 23. Um, so I'll wait until I, 30. And then, you know, you didn't do anything from 23 to 30. It all adds up. Exactly. So I think knowing an OBGYN or a family doctor like myself is helpful. I do PAPS all the time. Um, and if it's something very complicated, I can always refer to specialists. What about endometriosis? What, what is that and how does that impact? I have a couple girlfriends who are uh, in their, you know, mid to late 30s. Yeah. Trying to get pregnant, they've they've had that endometriosis for a long time. Mm-hmm. So, what is that, and how does that play into fertility? Um, so, endometriosis is basically having uterine tissue outside of the uterus. So, it can sometimes cause very painful periods. Okay. Um, and um, I think we've even seen like some celebrities talk about like how it's put them completely out of commission. Um, from doing their job and like it really affected their life. So everyone has varying degrees of how badly it affects you. Okay. I don't think that it necessarily leads, like if you have endometriosis, you're going to be infertile. I just think that in some cases, those are also the women that then have variability in their periods, right? They're not necessarily having the regular cycles. Their cycles are very painful. They were put on birth control for it, whatever the case may be. Right. So I think that, um, Again, if you have it, it's just sort of one more thing that you need to make sure is under control before you try to get pregnant or evaluate. Because sometimes people have so much uterine tissue outside of the uterus that they have to go in and get a procedure before they can get pregnant. Wow. Okay, yeah, you got to know that like ASAP. But most people who have endometriosis either know or they know something's not right, you know? So they're like already having talked to their doctor. Right. It's one of those, yeah, things that... Yeah. It's it, not subtle. It's not I'm just sure. Like, oh, I didn't know I had that. And then if you did have it and you are pregnant, then it probably wasn't an issue. Um, what about at what point and when should your man go get checked? Because I think we spend a lot of time talking yeah. about, you know, is are the women's eggs ovaries. But you know, one of my things with Dan, you know, and I went and did um I guess they did a bunch of genetic screening maybe yeah. before we tried to get pregnant. Is mm-hmm. that sort of the norm now too? They took like a um, usually it depends on your age, but yeah, if you're 35 or older, they'll definitely do genetic screening. Okay. Oh yeah. We'll yeah. talk about geriatric mamas because <laughs> okay. I'm in that category. So maybe that's why they did it. I, I okay. think I am too now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, you know, not 35. When do you get your man checked? Should he be going like before you even try to, or how do you know? Not before you try, no, but I think when that three to six month period, if you're not pregnant, I think now we really have to be on that, um, train of it could be the guy just as much as the girl it used to be that it was like oh the woman and everyone was checking the woman and then maybe a year later they're like well why don't we send him for a sperm analysis but now i know so many ob's that are just doing it at the same time okay and what are things that men can have that can reduce their fertility um shockingly some of its lifestyle so really a lot of alcohol Oh, booze will kill that sperm? Yeah, totally. Oh, never knew that. Sitting for a really long time. Um, Yeah, they have some studies. We talked about that, I think, recently, where um, they said if men are very sedentary, it can sometimes lower their sperm count. Putting the hot laptop right here because it changes the temperature. Yes. And then um, other medical stuff, like they had a history of undescended testicle when they were younger or, or something like that. But those are, again, things they might know about. Wow. Oh, my God. I never knew that. Okay, so you got to cut the booze. Yep. 
Cut the booze for sure. And then obesity. Like if they're very um, overweight or sedentary, those are things that are not great for sperm. Um, Speaking of that, so I have reduced my alcohol mostly because I just misbehave so much like Uh leading up to my my wedding. Uh Um, How much does alcohol, cigarettes, um, I have a couple of girlfriends that smoke actually trying to get pregnant, having a very difficult time. And I'm like, why don't you quit smoking? But it's, I know it's easier said than done. But how much does like smoking, cigarettes, drugs, if either person are doing that, like should you cut those out altogether? How's it go? Um, I would. I don't think that there's, I mean, put it this way. Um, If you find out you're pregnant, you're going to want to stop smoking, right? So why not stop smoking beforehand? And then you don't set yourself up for a pregnancy that you're in the situation where you have to quit smoking. Yeah, you're like withdrawing Um, from cigarettes and you're with this kid. Exactly. I think as much as you can, live your life as healthy as possible, right? So like eat a healthy diet, exercise. Exercise. If you're having a glass of wine or two here and there, fine. Like if you're binge drinking and blacking out every night, like you should work on that. Uh, Yeah, my one. You know, because that's also, those are dangerous things. Um, And then um, in terms of drugs and smoking, um, I think as much as you can really try to limit that. with the goal of having it completely go away once you are pregnant because it's not great for a developing baby, but also for you as a mom. Um, And the other thing that I was going to say is a lot of people are on um, medications for things like depression and anxiety. Thank you. Oh, my God. I wanted to know that. Yeah. Give me all the deal. Like if you're on Zoloft, uh like what's the scoop? Okay. So one thing people should really know is that medications like Zoloft can actually mess with your periods. So – it's not to say come off of your medications, oh, but it's that's to a say that one. if you had a regular period and for some reason like you lost your period or something is going on with your cycle, talk to your doctor about could it be my medication or did you change the dose recently and that affected your period? Because those are things that are easily overlooked or people are like, well, yeah, I've been on this for years. And they say, oh, well, you know what? Like my dose did just go up to 40 and it was 20 and now my, my periods are all messed up. Um, that being said too, Oh, if your that's medicine a good one. is helping you, we've done a lot of studies where there's some potentially safer than others, but it's not a good idea to, to come off your medicine just because you're trying to get pregnant. What about things like Adderall? Same thing? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, um, I would always think Adderall is no, a tricky one. Not the same thing because it's kind of like, a, it's a stimulant, it's an amphetamine. It's different than a depressant, antidepressant or a um, anti-anxiety so medicine. You should, if so you you're, should, not, if you're taking Adderall, you should talk to your doctor about figuring out some other non-amphetamine options for your ADHD. Wow. Because that has a big impact. Heart, you know, problems with heart formation for the baby and for your heart rate and just putting a lot of um, excess pressure on your whole body and cardiovascular system when you're on something that's just like making you, you know, kind of revved up. Wow. Um, How many people get to the point that they need to go for IVF? You know, I mean, because um, that's more like more than whole, we think. Really? Yeah. Um, Which is insanely expensive. I, it is. I don't know if your insurance ends up covering some of it or not. I think now they're pushing to have it cover some, but there's okay. definitely like a big out-of-pocket cost. Um, so there's different things, right? There's IVF, there's which is called which stands for um, in vitro fertilization, but then there's IUI, which stands for intrauterine insemination, um, and there's a whole host of different things, right? So. It doesn't mean just because you can't get pregnant um, on your own that you seek treatment from a fertility specialist that it's like, you're in my office, like, let's do IVF, you know? They're going to try a couple of different things. And I think that's what people also don't realize is that you have a lot of different options. They might be able to give you just a pill medication to help you ovulate. Oh, wow. And people get pregnant with that, something called Clomid, that can help you. Um, Oh, without even doing injections. Exactly. Um, Never knew that. Yeah, so you could, I mean... That's why I think it's important to kind of get rid of the stigma of like, oh, man, I can't have a baby on my own. Like, I'm screwed. You know, right. you're not necessarily. Um, and then the other thing I think that is good, we were just talking about like social media and stuff like that. I think the nice thing about it is that it's a lot more common and maybe more people are talking about it and sharing their struggles. So I think that um, you shouldn't be embarrassed to talk about the fact that because oh, a yeah. lot of women feel, I think, like this is something they should be able to do. And if they can't, they feel very um, inadequate or guilty. But 
there's so many people that are going through it and so oh my many God, people so that, many at um, all ages i mean yeah. i'm over 35 so i'm like okay well we're you know geriatric parents although they never say that at the OBGYN. Yeah. they're like oh no you guys are actually young for this area like yeah. they're saying in metropolitan areas people are in their 40s like right. having kids i'm exhausted now yeah, i mean how I, I, are you pumping one out at 41 i don't know i won't be me <laughs> Yeah, but but women are doing it. So no, I know, and I, and I think to be to be fair, power to them, you know. Because oh yeah, I also absolutely. Think those are like badass women, and and they're probably better parents than like I am. Yeah, they're at a younger age, you know. They're probably just more with it, and but in general, like their priorities and stuff. I always gave my OBGYN credit because I think since probably the time I was like thirty one or thirty two, she was always saying to me, you know, you should be thinking about it. Like, yes, yes. you hear of these women that are in their forties having them, but that's right. not. You know, yeah, you not may everyone not, is Janet Jackson, right? Like it just doesn't, right? That's not that's not the norm. Yeah, so she's like, don't right. you know, do it obviously when you're ready, but just right. be. I think I was always appreciative that I think she was just like saying to me, you know, just be aware that like the longer you wait, this could be difficult, right? Like, don't be surprised if you wait until forty, and that, then it becomes yeah, a big I challenge. Think that is another thing people don't like hearing that. I'm kind of more when it comes to the situation too, like. Not a tough love person, but it's kind of like don't don't be naive, you know? Like yeah. if if you're you're gonna say, Well, I'll figure it out when I'm ready and when I'm ready happens to be thirty nine or forty or forty two, it might be harder than when it was when you were thirty two. Right. Um and, and that's okay. But you have to be realistic. Be surpri- yeah, be yeah. realistic and don't be surprised if you don't get pregnant right away. It's not to say that people who are forty one and trying for their first kid don't get pregnant right away. They do, but it's a little bit harder. And we know that the quality of those eggs and things like that and the chance of slight genetic problems and all of that, still small, but um, increases as you age. Uh, okay. Obviously, we could talk like two hours about this yeah. subject. Um, but I want to ask you about egg for, um, freezing, freezing and then okay. also about if you can actually determine, you know, if, if there's sexual positions that help you get yeah. the sex of your kid. <laughs> I'm working on those. Um, but, okay, one last thing. You know, over the years, I've been approached by many, many um, fertility clinics who have advertised, whether it was in radio or television, you know, mm-hmm. to freeze my eggs. Mm-hmm. I, I never really wanted to do it because I kind of, first of all, it's, you know, it's expensive. It's expensive. Yeah. It's expensive to then, you know, kind of pay a rental fee right, right, to keep to them. them. Uh, and, you know, quite honestly, you're injecting yourself for two weeks and then you've got to have a procedure. You've got to be yep. out for the day. Yep. Um, so I just thought, you know what, I'm going to roll the dice and not do this. But a lot of women are doing that. And then I think what's interesting, you're seeing stories now that are saying even egg freezing, that it can be very difficult still because like lots of times those eggs don't take. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a gamble. What I think is good about it is that if you're doing it when you're really young, the quality of that egg is theoretically better than when you're older. Got it. Um, so that's a good thing. And you know what? Not to cut you, not to interrupt, yeah. but what other, what else blew me off, blew me away with that is lots of times you actually have to do two rounds. Oh yeah. I have friends who've had to do two or three rounds to get I was enough like, eggs. Mm-mm, honey, um, I ain't doing and this. And they have to inject themselves and. Yeah. And it's, it's hard. It's not like. It's oh, not you just easy. go and like you pee in a cup and buy, right? It's, yeah. it's hard. You have to take medication to stimulate your ovaries. Then you worry about things like overstimulation. So there are side effects and there are risks. But um, I think the biggest takeaway for that that I can tell people is you research, research, research the person or the, the facility that is doing it. Okay. It should be run by someone that specializes in what's called REI, reproductive endocrine infertility. So it's not just any OB that's like – you know, running a food truck that also freezes eggs, right? Like you have to be very, very careful who you're going to. And then number two, um, you have to be very cautious about um, the policies that they have for sort of storage and reusing those eggs as well. Wow. Um, and they, sh- they should be informing you of all the risks because there are risks. Um, can you actually determine the sex of your child? I've been Googling a lot of YouTube mm-hmm. um, videos, yeah. how to have a daughter. Um, yeah. As I mentioned, champagne What's only. Like the cra- oh, obviously, champagne <laughs> only. Yeah. And like, is it for guy, like for boys, like whiskey only? Um, or something? Hmm, I, okay, most of the women said stop drinking and then you should only have missionary, like you want to have shallow sex positions. Right. So that I like. I read that too when I was looking. Make it said, the sperm. Like, it said like sperm that's too close to the cervix is is likely to be boy sperm or something yeah yeah um you know then like certain like they list all these foods like basically like a lot of proteins like eggs like chicken broccoli 
I have no idea if any of this shit works. I have subscribed. A lot of people also say you need to like, then after you have sex and you're ovulating, leave your legs up in the air for like 10 to 15 minutes. Okay. Did you ever so, try that? So, t- <laughs> so two different things there. So number one, if you look at all the stud- studies, all the science, um, you can't really like pick. You, you can't. I mean, oh, okay. they have a million methods and, and it's, not, none of them is really, are really proven. Um, so... So you could try whatever you want to try, and then but it's all shit. Yeah, it's like all it's all hogwash. Yeah. So all these videos that have thousands of views, not of true. Like, this position leads to a girl. Yes. Like this food leads to a boy. It's pretty much not true. I can guarantee from science. Now the thing with the legs up in the oh, yeah, air. You're a scientist. Yeah. Oh, does I that work? Say, I spend okay. some time doing that. Yeah. Uh, okay. I will say that um, what makes sense about it is that it facilitates the sperm traveling up to the point in the uterus you gotta hold that semen in exactly versus people who get up after they have sex and then they go to the bathroom they've kind of let quite a bit of that like you know they're they're making it more difficult so again some people say oh well that's not proven but i think personally that that's probably one that makes the most sense. I've been putting two pillows under my like lower back okay. and like, basically getting like legs up in the right. air. Right. And like marinating. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so I love it. That's Try that. Yeah, yeah I, I I don't think that's harmful and I think it makes sense to me. Okay, medically. amazing. Did we miss Dr. Shelby? Did we miss anything? Like anything um, else you would tell people, women out there, guys out there who are trying to have yeah, a child? Um I think we covered a lot. Um, mostly, don't be shy about going to your doctor, no matter what kind of doctor it is, right? If you don't have an OB, that's okay. Come see someone like me, a family doctor. We can talk about where you're at in your fertility journey. Um, get off the birth control or the contraceptive that you're using and give yourself a little bit of time. Yeah. Because don't don't be disheartened, you know? If you get off your pill and then the next month you're not pregnant, that's okay. But don't wait too long on the corollary of that. Yeah. That if you're not pregnant. Use those condoms. Yeah. That's what we've been exactly. doing. Exactly. Um, or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or not. Right. If you're trying to get pregnant. Um, but those are the main things I think. And then, um, you know, don't, don't, don't be um, embarrassed or ashamed because I think that unless you seek help and find that support, you're, yeah. it's hard, it's hard to go through that for many women. Um, are you're not taking on new patients, are you personally? I know you, um, you no, teach I am a not. lot. Yes, yeah. yeah. I work in a university setting, but you can definitely, definitely DM me or send me a message on Instagram or Twitter. Um, and that's at Shilpi, S-H-I-L-P-I-M-D for a medical doctor. Okay. Awesome. That's yes. where people can find you. Yep. Thank you for being yes. on and enlightening us. Now mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. Hopefully we'll hear some good news soon. Hopefully we'll be sharing lots very soon. Yeah.